welcome back explorers to our diverse universe a podcast that explores relationship anarchy neurodiversity queerness and the intersectionality of it all my name is Kay, and i'm Teresa. and today we are going to be discussing mononormativity and the relationship escalator Oof. <laughs> <laughs> mononormativity it's a big yeah, word and it, it has a, it's a lot it's a lot it is it's a big word it's like a weird word to type because there's so like so many o's and n's uh, back and forth in a row i don't know all right all right starting out good (laughs) commenting on the o's all right we're doing good (laughs) we'll always comment on the o's oh yes Uh, Um, yes (laughs) so so put simply, um, mononormativity is a societal bias that privileges monogamous relationships, right? Um, sometimes this is intentional, but it's often really without awareness. Oh, completely. Yeah. And I <laughs> I have made my own awareness about this recently yeah. within my relationships. And I've been doing this for how long? So it's very, it's interesting how it seeps into so much of our culture and so much of everything we do. And it's just automatic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's pervasive, right? Um, just mm-hmm. as like white privilege and mm-hmm. patriarchal and capitalistic standards are oh, yeah. pervasive, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's yeah. the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the assumption specifically that monogamy is the norm right mm-hmm. it's the default mm-hmm. um with everything else which includes consensual non-monogamous and polyamorous connections being othered yep right mm-hmm. um and so like let's talk about just norms for a second right mm-hmm. um so when something within a society is considered a norm it's considered to be something that's like natural or like mm-hmm. assumed to be the oh, natural yes. phenomenon Ugh. and it creates this like these moralities around things mm-hmm. too so it's like this is natural this is normal and everything else is deviant yeah yeah right <laughs> um yeah so the, we see these like morale morality or value judgments placed on things right like mm-hmm. um mononormativity or like monogamy is normal it is natural that means that it is good mm-hmm. that it's virtuous yes it's oh right. virtuous yes that is right it is also i mean we could quickly talk about the religious concept of it too it's like it is virtuous it is you know holy (laughs) it is Uh between a man and a woman yeah absolutely i mean we could like go we could Mm -hmm. evolve down the purity culture road as well yes oh my gosh yes Mm -hmm. um because i think purity culture and mononormativity do go hand in hand oh completely yep and the concept of virginity and mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh yep but that's not sorry (laughs) we're gonna take today (laughs) i'm on something i'm wearing a hell satan shirt today and i i am Yep, yep. Honoring the Dark Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Got a rainbow goat happening. It's yes. Like... <laughs> My bath in that. A little bathy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, maybe that's a road that we will traverse another time, but not mm-hmm. today. Um, but, but in talking about norms, right, and just kind of like what we see societally, um, mononormativity is not the only norm uh, that we kind of question here in our 
diverse universe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. There are also things like heteronormativity, right, which is um, the societal bias that privileges heterosexual people. Mm -hmm. Yep, and dismissive and a bi-erasure, pan-erasure, all of the queer erasure in general. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we also see cis normativity, right? The the societal bio- bias that privileges cisgendered people, mm-hmm. right? and mm-hmm. the trans erasure and yep. um, uh, non-binary erasure. Yeah, right? and gender non-conforming and all of yeah. the other. Yeah, I like. Uh, <laughs> I warmly call this cishet boo. Um, cishet boo. <laughs> cishet boo. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then there's also a metanormativity. Yes, I said it. Oh, I was gonna say. I was like, "Ooh, if she does this, kudos." I got it. <laughs> nice. I think I also said that word on like episode one or something, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. Good job. Uh-huh. Right? It was a yeah, big go, word. Go me. Uh, and this is uh, privilege that um, like that has to do with romantic attraction and romantic Mm. connections right Mm -hmm. where um there is a bias toward romantic connections being kind of like more important than other connections in our lives oh yes completely and that i mean i could get on my soapbox about that completely Uh, that reeks with hierarchical privilege within any sort of connection any sort of relationship like my Mm -hmm. friends are thus lower than my romantic connections simply because they are friends that doesn't make sense to me yeah yeah um that's something that i grew up with a lot of um a lot of that kind of messaging in um in like my childhood or my adolescence right and um a lot lots of um dismissing of friend relationships like they're not they're not important they're not lifelong um they're not worthwhile Mm -hmm. um and yeah i think that that did a lot of damage in my like social development um in my adolescence is that kind of anytime i was having some like problems with my friends (laughs) yeah um and like tried to seek help from adults um that was really dismissed because like who cares about friend relationships that's not um where your priorities should lie there's Um, the concept of like family first and like the i always think back to like um like what blood of the covenant Mm -hmm. and like people don't understand the 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 bigger part of that statement too yes yeah the blood blood is thicker than water right is Mm -hmm, what people mm -hmm. will say when it actually is yeah the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the water of the womb which Uh means innately that your connections that you make your like uh your chosen family Uh the people that are closer to you that you have actively created bonds with are so much stronger than just the family ties that you have just because Mm -hmm. you were born into a certain structure yeah yeah i I like love phrases like that where um people get it wrong (laughs) yeah yeah what what it's used for is actually like the opposite of Mm -hmm. what it's intended to be <laughs> oh completely i love it i love it oh yeah. yes <laughs> yeah yeah like um like people will also use that with like jack of all trades and master of none mm-hmm. right and it's actually like um uh, being a jack of all trades and a master of none is better than being of a, a master of one or something oh like that yeah is how the actual phrase goes it's like yeah it's actually saying that it's like it's better to be kind of a renaissance person and have um a lot of variety of skill rather than just like specializing in one area 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were speaking Which to someone like who... very idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. You were speaking to someone who knows a little bit about a lot of shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, honestly, none of it's really beneficial. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I literally said that last night when I was out with one of my partners. I was like, you know, I know a lot. Not much of it's useful. But, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Not even true. My I God. know. I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> Gaslight yeah. myself. Don't. Be nice to my friend, Kay. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so there are some, like, examples of mononormative structures within our society, obviously. Um, some really prevalent ones are um, one that we're going to talk about in kind of in depth today, which is what um, is known as the relationship escalator. Mm-hmm. Um there's also something called couple privilege um, that we're not going to get into too much today. I imagine it's going to come up kind of <laughs> as we talk about the relationship mm-hmm. escalator and mononormativity as, uh, in general. Um, but couple privilege is kind of the largely unchallenged mainstream acceptance um, of an inherent importance and supremacy of a dyad relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about mononormativity and heteronormativity within Mm -hmm. societies, that means mostly exclusively and primarily between a man and a woman, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so we see this, we've already kind of talked about this a little bit, in that um, romantic relationships are often more valued um, than platonic or other types of relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We also see this a lot in just uh everyday life right that we really might not even recognize that like oh that's a couple privileges oh yeah completely and it, it's like uh it, it comes in uh what's the word i'm looking for almost like a not mo- like a unconsciously malicious ways it's surreptitious like, right like it's not surreptitious it's, um... that was the word that was the <laughs> word i was looking for it's like sneaky right? it is like it's, it's everywhere. super sneaky it's everywhere in a very sneaky way yes and we just uh accept it as default yep yeah so think about things like um right it's the holiday season right now um Mm -hmm. all of like ads or commercials that you see um feature a couple (laughs) every kiss begins with k that's right (laughs) (laughs) right um uh there's a lot of talk uh, about like going to eat alone can feel mm. bad for some people or like going to, I saw somebody post like that they went to a movie by themselves for the very first time ever. And they're like a person in their thirties, which is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. wild to me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, but, it, but also, but it, like, and also I can distinctly remember the first time that I went to see a movie by myself which me too means yeah that that's me like too. an impactful thing right oh yeah like, yeah it is and it is a uh solo human uh erasure <laughs> yeah. like if you are happy and independent and you know fulfilled by yourself and you want to go see a, a goddamn movie alone go for it you shouldn't be shamed into feeling like you're like lonely Mm-hmm. Like, you should be lonely. Like, you, you should feel be... bad about doing yeah. those things by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. no, you want to go see a movie yourself? Mm, mm-hmm. I would have oh, gone sad. with you. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. I want to go by myself. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
yeah I like I very much remember the first time I went to see a movie by myself um in the theater and I was 18 years old um and it was it was like Christmas time and Mm -hmm. I had like just turned 18 and I was Mm -hmm. really sad because I was alone (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was also like it was just a generally like hard time in my life um like my brother had died and i was Mm -hmm. really missing him like he had not died very long before this and like Mm -hmm. my family was really torn and like my Mm -hmm. parents were going through it obviously also Mm -hmm. um and like my boyfriend had broken up with me and i was like so sad and alone and i was like you know what i like want to see this movie and nobody wants to go see it with me i'm gonna go by myself and i like Mm -hmm. took myself out to movie and to dinner and i was like this is the best yeah yeah and ever since then i like i will do i will go see a movie by myself i will take myself to lunch like Mm -hmm. give myself like a little solo date Mm -hmm. um and yeah it is really strange like um especially if you go to like a sit down restaurant by yourself oh yeah it is very interesting um the the range of responses i've experienced with like Mm -hmm. host people right the yeah people like, your table um and then also like wait staff like oh you're not waiting for anybody or yeah like, they'll assume they'll be like alone. oh should i yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah it's really interesting right and so i think um it is it's very interesting to note that couple privilege does not just impact more sums it also mm-hmm. impacts solo people right? oh yeah completely i love traveling by myself mm-hmm. oh, i love oh my god it is the most freeing feeling to just go by yourself yeah. to go on a plane by yourself mm-hmm. to drive by yourself to just have to worry about yourself just you. like so yeah. nice yeah so fucking nice yeah <laughs> let's talk about too where um some of these other kind of surreptitious places where we see couple privilege are mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. so like for example there are landlords that won't rent to um, two friends, but they will rent to a couple, right? Um, <laughs> uh, also, um, two pings there, landlords. Know, right? <laughs> Second of all, of uh, like uh, queer platonic erasure, like yeah. uh, erasure, yeah. like who, right. okay, why not? Two friends, yeah. but you'll never mind. Why we can't we can't trust two friends, but we can trust um, a roommate. I don't know. I would like trust two friends way. I was gonna more. say yeah. I was gonna say mm-hmm. personally, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, and then we also see like um, right like um, you get discounts on entrance fees for couple prices, right? Show mm-hmm. tickets, meals, mm-hmm. vacations, all mm-hmm. sorts of things. There's like two for one happy hour deals, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. all kinds of ways that um, couples are prioritized over single individuals or groups of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like I know we are getting out of the holiday season and I know a lot of moresomes and uh, people in multiple relationships. It's very, I hear you, I see you. It's very difficult for us to go to an event and only have a plus one yeah. and to have that like uncomfortable conversation of like, okay, I can only take so and so. Who gets to go? Who gets to go? Exactly. Yeah. And like the, the feeling of being, um, dismissed in a relationship because it's like all right well i can't go this year like you know maybe next year maybe when things change so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah um yeah for sure yeah so like it just it our society favors couples like Mm -hmm. any way that you slice it Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. rough right we are like taught that from a really really young age and i think Mm -hmm. that that's where kind of this relationship escalator comes in Mm -hmm. 
because we see that everywhere from mm-hmm. from the moment we're born, really, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the relationship escalator is a um, particular and common set of societal expectations for relationships. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a script. <laughs> it's just a cut and dry script. It is. It is. It's absolutely a script. And the thing is, like, I love a script. Um, and chaos. I like to be able to like modify a script, right? Mm-hmm. To know like mm-hmm. this is a, um, this is a thing that I can um, anchor myself to or like springboard from, but I need the like freedom to alter some things. Personally. Yes. So I think like that's the framing that I'm going to use in talking about this. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I have always been an advocate for boundaries and knowing where the lines are that way we can all make accommodations around yeah. those boundaries and lines yeah like so yeah very much an outline a what is it a bubble graph what, we, <laughs> what, we, what is we can remember that is that this uh-huh. still a thing a bubble graph yeah is that uh, it okay uh-huh. mm-hmm. excellent <laughs> yeah um so the thing is that like relationships exist in a lot of different forms right mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny, like I, I refer to all like, connections as relationships and I can see when I'm talking to other people that there's like a hook in them. Anytime I say it, they're like, yeah, mm. right. Like it evokes confusion when really I'm the one using the word in the correct way. Yes. Oh, um, completely. And yeah. like, and that in itself provides, uh, this, uh, morality to it too. Like this hierarchical, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh, if you... I refer to every relationship, every connection as a relationship because yeah. it is. It's it's structured within those those parameters. Like I make a connection with I am in a relationship with you. Yeah. I'm in a relationship with so and so. Every we're in a relationship with your freaking tax person. Absolutely. You know, yeah. like there that is a relationship. And yeah. like people view that as like, oh no, you're only in a relationship with like your romantic partner. Right. Everyone yeah. else is like an acquaintance or something. And that in itself is hierarchical. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Right. So like the word relationship means like the way that two things are connected to each other. Right. Uh So like if you are in a state of being connected to anyone or anything else, you have a relationship Mm -hmm. with that person or with that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And like you have a relationship with yourself. You have a relationship with your house, with your car, with Mm -hmm. money, right? Like all of these things. Mm -hmm. They are relational to you. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Um, However, when someone asks the question, are you in a relationship, right? We know that they're talking about like relationship with a capital R, in a mm-hmm. sense right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like as a relationship as a destination yes oh my gosh completely yeah um so there's a medium art article that i really like that came out in 2019 um that's by rachel hope and it's called stepping off the relationship escalator i recommend that article i also recommend um she based that article off of a book um that was written um it was actually like a dissertation. Um, it was someone's dissertation Ooh. that they um, that they published. Okay. Um, that is of the same name, or it's stepping off of the relationship escalator, um, and that's written by Amy Grayhan. So, um, though I think like these two people are, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that um, uh, Rachel Hope has written anything other than kind of this medium article that's like an intro to stepping off the relationship um, escalator. Um, <clears throat> but Amy Grayhan's book is 
longer and it's more of like a manual like a how-to uh which is really cool i own a copy of it i have not i'll be honest i've not read the whole thing um i have a hard time right now with like print books i'm consuming things in audiobook form so much more successfully but um, it's just easier it's just it's just so much easier to put it on and just be like oh okay i, I read a book <laughs> yeah because then i can also do something else menial to like um occupy my adhd brain <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> while ADHD. I'm, yeah. Um, so um, there's unfortunately not an audio book version of Amy Graham's book, but I'll get through it. Um, but so, so Rachel Hope kind of like talks about that that relationship with a capital R. It's a destination, right? And then Amy Graham talks more about kind of breaking down the relationship escalator and how to kind of step off of it if that is something that you want to do. Um, but really, what I'm advocating for is not necessarily like the act of stepping off is simply an awareness around the fact that this exists and whether or not you choose to engage in it is fine as long as it's like a choice yes oh definitely yeah and I feel like that's um very much uh going back to what we talked about like in the very beginning of this podcast about like you know like choose your own adventure yep like if you want to pick and choose certain things within these within the this dynamic or within this like uh however you want to call it this like set of this script Mm -hmm. then go for it but just acknowledge that there are going to be it's a choice some there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's like not like a default right like exactly to live Mm -hmm. your life by the default Mm -hmm. and yeah if you do choose to not live your life by the default there are some like there are some challenges that come with that oh completely yeah especially speaking from someone who like does that i did the legal thing and i am married and there are some innate couple privileged things within my life that i have to navigate with my other relationships right and that's just you know there are financial um uh couple privilege that exists there is housing couple privilege that exists and like unfortunately like i just have to be more mindful of that when i am speaking to my other relationships yeah yeah absolutely um so let's talk a little bit about the relationship escalator itself right so um this is like we've said kind of like the default set of societal expectations for intimate relationships it's really um a pattern that we see um if we like take a step back and look at the majority of um i think not even monogamous but like um to an extent right to up to a a certain point in the escalator i think like Mm -hmm. a lot the majority of romantic relationships are kind of scripted this way oh yeah Um, Mm -hmm. right which i think is another reason why i'm like i'm not saying that this is like terrible right Mm -hmm. there is kind of a natural order and progression to this thing Mm -hmm. um it's just again making sure that you aren't just like getting swept up into the steps um by default right um So essentially, um, this operates on the assumption that like partners follow a progressive set of steps and there are visible markers. And often this is like going toward a clear goal, right? Mm -hmm. And the goal at the top of the escalator is to achieve a permanently monogamous cohabitating marriage. Yeah. Like that is the gold standard ideal of western relationships at Mm -hmm. this time right Mm -hmm. um and so this means like sexual and romantic exclusivity between two people right this means marriage is legally sanctioned if that is possible 
in many cases um, this means like buying a house together or having kids is part of the goal right Mm -hmm. and that partners are expected to remain together at the top of the escalator until you die yeah and if that if those goals aren't feasible people's minds are blown (laughs) yeah like so so like if they're not feasible people can like break yeah like this is that means for a lot of people an unsuccessful life exactly and it means you are innately a failure yep like there's like something wrong with you exactly you haven't yeah and i i it's i've had uh conversations with uh one of my partners uh, about uh just this just this like concept in general and like uh something it was very interesting he's very open with his family about me my mm-hmm. my situation my existence um i've met his family they are fantastic humans um very accepting very welcoming uh and i felt like there is through our conversations between him and i um i felt that there is a curiosity with his family to what is this end goal between him and I? Mm-hmm. Because we can't go a certain point. Like we can't like, get reach that top. Yeah. At least right, not now. Right. At least not legally. At least there are so many other parameters that we just can't have. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's so interesting for them to be like, okay, where do we? Where is this going to go? It's like it can go anywhere, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's it's interesting how when you have that that break in the that that wall almost that mm-hmm. you have the freedom to go there they're like wait what what are you gonna yeah. do where do right. you go yeah yeah it's interesting like um it's actually more freeing mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. step off of the escalator than it mm-hmm. is beyond the escalator mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. there's like a pre um a prescribed notion mm-hmm. of what the steps are with the mm-hmm. escalator right um and like so we're going to talk in a second here about like the actual kind of markers or steps of the escalator and at some point it's like there's a there's a ceiling yeah like it's like there's like a then what at the top of it and like and i feel like when certain humans reach that then what yeah they have no identity past it can be really hard yeah absolutely and so when the kids are grown and the house is acquired and the marriage is successful yes they are literally they turn around and they're like who am i and it's like oh oh, no yeah absolutely (laughs) i can't help you there yeah um so the escalator is kind of like the standard by which um most people uh gauge whether a developing intimate relationship is significant or like serious or good Mm. or worth pursuing or worth continuing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right um yeah so like let's talk a little bit about kind of the markers of this escalator right um because i think again um a lot of this is like super normal per just general progression of how relationships happen right yeah people have to come together in in a certain way Exactly. Right. And this is also including like platonic relationships yep, too. Absolutely. Like like you know, you see someone you make friends with them and then it goes mm-hmm. from there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, right? Um so traditionally relationships at the bottom of the escalator start with like your first contact, right? Mm-hmm. Um you meet them however it is that that happens, right? Um whether you like bump into each other physically or um you meet people through like apps or mm-hmm. or what have you um or get into like people still introduce like friends to each other and whatnot right wild i know 
<laughs> a friend of a friend. Wow. <laughs> no, it's like also like my my neurodivergence is like, will you be my friend? I know. Right? Like, <laughs> do we still do that? Is that so kosher? It's like we talked about on the last episode. Like, will you play with me? Will you just be my friend? Please, like, just please. be my friend. <laughs> That's how I met Teresa. No, actually, I don't know. We talked no. so much in the beginning. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, yeah. we were just like rapid fire. Like, I like this person. Be in my life. Well, I also think it's really funny. You were very skeptical of me at first because I knew I knew your husband. Yeah. I was just like, who is this long person? ago. And mm-hmm. I just like kind of like showed up at this event. Yeah. Like, you, I know you. And Kay looked at me like, who is this? (laughs) It was not that aggressive. It was more like, who is this person? It was a little, it was a little, who is, who is this? And then I was like very, very calculatedly shuffled off to somebody else who is now a very good friend of mine. Yes. Granted, I did meet Teresa when she was in like rainbow sequin courses. So like, oh, I mean, also, I mean, it was a rainbow themed event. I was dressed on theme. It was a great corset. It was a great corset. I still own it. Do you? Of course I do. I'm not getting rid of the rainbow corset. (laughs) The rainbow corset, our memoir, (laughs) Teresa and I. It's sequined. Like I can't get rid of that. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm gonna <laughs> post a picture of me. In it, Please. Suppose. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. I yeah. have a vi- I have a picture from that night. We should post it. Oh, okay. We'll post it. We'll post it when this yes, episode please. drops. Yep. <laughs> we'll have that. If be you like know, the, you know. We'll have that be the the um photo for the episode. <laughs> yes. In front of that like tree with the hanging um Oh my gosh, headphones. the silent disco. Sorry. Yeah, the silent disco tree. Okay. Now we're really <laughs> Yeah, anyway, go back. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> but no, yeah, we did. We just, then you like friended me on Facebook and then we just mm-hmm. let you were like, Who are you? And yeah. why are you in my husband's life? And yeah. Not not your husband at the time, but why mm-hmm. are you in my person's life? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I need to go to EDC, be my friend. Yay! <laughs> and that's how that happened. Um, so you bump into somebody, yeah, <laughs> right? Um, you, if this is like someone that you are romantically or sexually interested in, you probably start like flirting with them, and maybe mm-hmm. you like get coffee, or you begin casually dating, and maybe you start sleeping together, right? Like that's all societally appropriate behavior for first you know like early early stage relationship right Mm -hmm. um and then after that we start establishing some patterns right um maybe some romance comes into play maybe you have uh you've developed a habit of like you go for a walk together every whatever day of the week where it falls into your schedule conveniently right um you start establishing these like um you make space for them in your life Mm -hmm. a little bit right yeah Mm -hmm. um and really it is like there's a pattern to your interactions right whether it is an explicitly stated pattern or you kind of inherently fall into those patterns right and typically um typically this is where like feelings start coming in right feelings (laughs) feelings Right. And oftentimes you start thinking about like the next steps that you want to take in this relationship. Right. Um, which is natural to think about like kind of where is this going? Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so as we start kind of deepening our thoughts around this person, um, that deepening also like emotional intimacy usually comes along. 
And then this is where often we will see people starting to like seek exclusivity or at least seek to define the relationship, mm -hmm. which I think is funny like that that has become such a thing that it's like an acronym now it's like the dtr conversation um i was wondering what that why, was why i put that on yeah i was yep. like what is that dtr yeah, i was DTR. like uh -huh. down to renovate <laughs> i was like okay well, i guess i'll find out what those those this down, letters mean down to relationship i don't know oh um, yeah no but yeah it's defining the relationship right and it's like you can you can google dtr you can like google define the relationship and there's like all kinds of articles about like how to have a conversation this around is fascinating defining the relationship i think it's really funny that you don't like google social things i don't know i don't oh my gosh oh my gosh i i've been trying to do it more just for sheer curiosity but i literally am like i guess i'm gonna figure it out on my own I constantly i'm like how do i blah blah blah, blah. how do i yeah, respond no, when somebody no. Feels sad. Like <laughs> you know, I'm a therapist, guys. Like <laughs> I don't. Should I do that? I, Am I? I mean, I'm not going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. I'm simply saying it's really funny to me that you don't because, like, but it makes sense that you don't because, like, I grew up as an internet kid and I yeah. grew up like googling things. Constantly I grew up. From the, I sh I yeah. should have been an internet kid, but I didn't. I completely. Yeah. I barely. Oh, no. I barely put on my computer. If I have to do something on my computer, it is work. Yeah. It is like effort. I'm like, I've literally owned the same computer now for I don't know ten years at this I know, point. I've been trying to get you to add somebody to our Spotify family. Oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> I know. I thought about that yesterday. I'm sorry. Also, I. <laughs> I also have to update my phone. That's the other issue. I don't do what the robots tell me. Um, I tell them what I want them to do. <laughs> anyway, I should Google more. Um, no, you don't need to do shit on yourself. It's fine. You Google. Wiki how. How no. do I check <laughs> social? You don't need to. You don't need. It's fine. You're doing just fine without it. I'm doing great by myself. No, you, you don't need the internet help. Trust me. <laughs> I do YouTube a lot. YouTube is a you is go. a vital resource. That's perfect. That's I feel like that's generationally appropriate for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I could do a killer makeup beat. That's all I can not do. That, Thanks, YouTube. Not that we are in different generations, but we're at different ends of millennial. <laughs> yeah, we really are. And it shows in these moments. In these moments. Yep. These ones specifically. Yep. Okay. So so there's this like defining of the relationship right this mm -hmm. is where um like often there will be like declarations of love right like mm -hmm. I, I love you i want to be or i really girlfriend. like you yeah. i like you like yeah. you yeah, like, these, like, these, yeah like, i like, like you i like more than like you like, like than this like you. yeah all these ugh, i love it mm. <laughs> mm, tasty <laughs> yum <laughs> new relationship energy yum yum, yum. ah fuels me <laughs> And so then this is often where we're like, okay, what is the like label that goes with our relationship, mm -hmm. the boyfriend, girlfriend or partner, or maybe we don't like, or we are not labeling the relationship, right? But we're kind of setting some expectations and agreements about mm -hmm. what this relationship is, right? And this is often where um, the expectations and, ag and agreement um, circle around monogamy, right? Um, and this kind of idea of one and only. <clears throat> comes mm -hmm. in right 
And so then after that, naturally, you would like enter the couple zone, right? And so that means like really starting to mold your lives around each other's needs, um, whether that is like regular date nights or other patterns of like spending lots of time together. Mm-hmm. There's kind of an expectation of frequent communication. Um, there's this level of comfort that develops and maybe couples then start talking about like a shared long-term future. Mm-hmm. It's like boop, 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 boop. You've achieved. (laughs) Uh Exactly. Right. And then we like continue up the escalator. We start merging our lives together. Right. Um, Often that looks like cohabitating. That looks like integrating finances. Maybe Mm. that's like buying a home together. Maybe that's just like moving in together and like sharing names on a lease um, to start. Right. Um, But um, often sometime during this right? No matter how long it takes, there will be like engagement, right? If marriage is the is the end result, this is where at some point engagement comes into play, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and then once we get to that top of the escalator, we find that like forever connection of marriage, right? And that relationship is um, kind of like, I don't know, the way that it's viewed is supposed to be like, okay, now it's set in stone, right? Like it's permanent. Yep. Um, anything else is left behind, um you can then either like move into this family stage of having and raising kids or you do whatever it is that like married um kids uh, child free mm-hmm. couples do right and i would also like to say that around this time is generally when you see the most outward society outward mm-hmm. pressure Mm-hmm. like societal pressure of like okay you're married okay you have the house okay when are kids happening right or like okay yep. when are you gonna do this or okay when's this gonna happen and like it generally happens i know i experienced it mostly a lot after marriage like right what are you gonna do now yep. what are you gonna What's do next? now yep. how's marriage how's married life oh, it feels and feels just like the before we married before. life yeah, yeah just uh i just signed a paper and spent a lot of money on shit yeah <laughs> yeah right Totally. And so, like, there's also that there's, like, a ceiling, right? Yes. Like, we were mm-hmm. talking about before. Like, it's it's almost, like, kind of limited. Um, oh, yeah. Because it's, like, okay, so now I have this, like, I have this marriage. I have this house. I have these kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I raised them. They're out of the house. They're, like, adults now. Now what? Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, a lot of people will lose their identities because they don't know. Because, like, this is where the scripting ends. Right. And there's like some ideas around retirement and whatnot. But even that, like the ideas that we used to have of retirement are no longer kind of applicable and really won't be moving forward. That's a whole other. Oh, yeah. That's right? a whole like, other conversation on economic economics. Stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. And, our, and um, the downfall not, of <laughs> not going to be our lane right now. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. So then there's like, oh, now what? Mm hmm. Right. And so like people are going to end up having to kind of face this question anyway. Mm -hmm. And so I guess maybe my encouragement is like maybe think about that at the start. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah. Like, what are you going to want long term? And and even if you you don't know or the answer changes. Right. Like it's important to have thought and intention put into these things. Mm -hmm. Completely. Yeah. Um, so Amy Guerin, um, the author of that book describes kind of five hallmarks of escalator relationships. Um, and so I just want to kind of like say that we, we said them throughout talking about the, the, 
um, relationship escalator. But I think it's important to kind of like highlight, right? Um, so the five hallmarks are sexual and romantic exclusivity, right? Between two and only two partners. Um, merging your life um, in the infrastructure and identity of your life, right? Ooh, that like in itself is gives me chills Uh the identity of yourself yeah yeah and so like people will very strongly identify as a couple or as a family right and perhaps to the extent that your individual identity starts to be eclipsed by your relationship oh definitely i i can that resonates with me Mm -hmm. because after i was married i went through this almost identity crisis yeah and it was it's something people never spoke about Mm -hmm. is this transition from okay you go from like a girlfriend and now you're a wife yeah and it was jarring because I number one never fit into the mold of that or what like I the the um scripts that I was fed over Mm -hmm. my life I've never fit into that and so to like be switched um into that mold overnight literally and I know like and I joke it really didn't feel like much um but like it felt impactful to me of course and it was it was scary it was scary to have that identity change and like not really be able to talk about it because you should be in that like happiness of like oh you're married oh this marital bliss oh blah 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 all this stuff and it's like okay okay, who am I (laughs) yeah like I changed my name and I'm a different person and now I'm a married woman like it's it's very it's interesting it's an interesting transition your identity and like your role and the way that people kind of like expect you to show up in the world changes oh completely and so interesting yeah and like I I don't know maybe maybe the word morality is incorrect but I definitely felt like I was given more like quote-unquote respect mm-hmm. because yeah. I was You're married, married now Ex- yeah I was married it wasn't a girlfriend girlfriend or partner sounds oh like it could end any moment yeah. but marriage no you're you're locked in mm-hmm. it was very interesting yeah because we like spent some money and signed a paper it's so yeah it's fascinating so strange <laughs> and we like do these things that are like symbolic and then yeah. taken as yeah like, very tangible concrete things yeah and yeah. like and such a big impact on your identity mm-hmm. like yeah. you become and like and this is not this is not to discredit the humans that want to be married and yeah find marriage all. as beautiful beautiful and everything yeah. i love I marriage my marriage yeah. yeah this is not to discredit it at all this is just yeah. simply stating that like it was an interesting transition for me and just to have that open dialogue of like okay well things change yeah uh-huh yeah and that goes hand in hand with this um this hallmark of like hierarchy mm-hmm. right that um so like not only so this is interesting not only is there hierarchy within your identity right like there is kind of um this assumption or i think just what we see in society is that like your uh relationships take hierarchy over your individual identity Mm -hmm. right your romantic relationship your family takes Mm -hmm. (laughs) right like um, precedent over your individual Mm -hmm. identity Mm -hmm. um then that relationship also um takes hierarchy over your other relationships right um, so on their escalator, since you're only allowed one sexual and one romantic partner, then that relationship is considered more important than almost every other relationship, like your friendships, right? Mm-hmm. P- with the possible exception of parenting, right? So like once you are married, your 
duty is to your partner um and like the only person that could come between that is like your child right yeah or like and uh, i don't know hot take potentially i see a lot of relationships being dismissive of their partner and just doing it for the kids yeah and just placing their children you know on the highest and mm-hmm. and best which yeah. child rearing i don't know it i don't do it and yeah. i acknowledge all of the immense work that it takes mm-hmm. to rear a child yeah but also sometimes at the like expense of somebody yeah else. at the spe- yep. expense of someone else mm-hmm. yeah yep and then like i have the unique view also of working um in like the child welfare system yeah. where yeah there are a lot of humans that can't prioritize their kids over toxic relationships yeah and like that's a complete Uh other follow-up yeah Mm -hmm. rabbit hole whatever you want to say um but yeah like it just our our examples of relationships are so unhealthy in a lot of different ways yeah Mm -hmm. um and it causes the system so broken right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um so another hallmark of escalator relationships um is that there is a sexual connection Mm -hmm. right at least at the beginning of the relationship right and then there's like this like kind of i don't know almost even expectation that sex might fade or disappear in long-term monogamous relationships right yeah um Mm. but but the like um but the standard is that there will be a sexual connection Mm-hmm. at least at the beginning mm-hmm. right which again like um is dismissive of asexual oh yeah right? oh completely there are people who are romantic who desire couplehood mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but who are asexual they don't de- they don't desire sex or they don't have those um urges the same way that that sexual people do um and so yeah like those those relationships can be looked down upon or or um can be viewed as like not not fitting into this escalator yeah Um, it's dismissive and i think too i i love remodeled love on instagram Mm -hmm. so much so i i truly uh admire how she navigates her life and her relationships and her husband and her are not sexual Mm -hmm. they are not a sexual coupling but they love each other immensely they raise their children together they are legally married, housing, everything together. And, like, if you didn't know that they didn't have sex, you'd be like, oh, look at this beautiful, like, married couple. Like, amazing. Right. Yeah. But they get so much trash because they don't have sex with each other. They have sex with other people. Right. But they just don't have a sexual relationship. But they I- are best friends and they love each other immensely. And it's always so interesting to me how dismissive it is to their relationship just because they are not sexually exclusive yeah that's so and like not even not even sexually exclusive like they don't have sex with each other at all yeah right with like each other, that yeah. that is something that people like cannot yeah. wrap their heads yeah. around they have like a platonic yeah. marriage right and like cool they are yeah. they're very happy yeah yeah it's so interesting the judgments that people will like project onto other wild yeah, really wild <laughs> Um, And so the last hallmark here is continuity and consistency. So um, escalator relationships aren't supposed to like pause or take a step back to a less merged state or Mm. like rearrange their agreements, right? Um, Escalator partners often also have very defined roles as partners that are not supposed to shift between being like lovers and platonic friends, for for instance, right? And so 
Um, I think one of the really beautiful things about the way that we have relationships is that there is space to come closer or create more distance, right? We've talked about in the past, depending on what might be going on with, um, with you or with your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not the case for, um, normative relationships in Mm -hmm. our society, right? Like if there's something that changes to take a step back within the relationship structure, um, it's usually viewed as like a bad thing. It's a warning sign. There's something wrong. Yes. Oh my God. I could speak to that on so many levels uh, as far as when, when my anchor partner and I, when we came out to Mm -hmm. our family, Uh, well, his family about uh, being open and polyamorous um, and also me being queer, uh, there was this innate response of, well, what's wrong? Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you you not happy? Like, why? What's wrong? It's like, no, we've been very happy for 10 years at this point, like 11 years at this point. Like, why? No, this is no, nothing's wrong. What? It's so strange to me. I don't know. We're just going to keep saying how wild is the human experience. (laughs) experience It's wild. wild. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's a really good illustration of how just like people don't understand polyamory or like the desire for more so more or. Yeah. Or being open or swinging or whatever you want to. Yeah. 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 And like, um, I can imagine what what their judgments would be if you and your husband did need to like take or like i don't know so um there's been a lot of talk about um kind of living separate as a couple. yeah within the right? i've noticed a lot of conversations uh, uh i believe vice uh-huh. was more, uh, and you know i gotta posted an it. article two days ago yeah. i gotta yeah. i gotta hand it to him vice like sometimes those articles sometimes. interesting sometimes sometimes, yeah. sometimes pretty good information there like yeah. all right uh-huh. coming around whatever yeah. writers you're hiring keep keep up the good work <laughs> we, we're a fan. um but yeah a lot of the conversation is starting to be around centered around um like living together separately and like one of my uh one of my partners uh has no desire to cohabitate mm-hmm. or at least uh has at this point right. um with any other partners and mm-hmm. like hey you know works for them like yeah. cool right yeah and so like so similarly um a couple of years ago my my partner my former partner and i decided to like split our bedrooms right Mm -hmm. we live in a two-bedroom place and we had a shared bedroom and an office and you know the pandemic happened and there was a lot of stress and and we spent some time apart um and when they came back from being from being separated from me for a bit um we decided to have separate bedrooms and that was like the best decision oh yeah made yeah (laughs) because like we we realized that we both really needed our separate space um and although we are no longer romantically um involved with one another i don't think that that was like a a a detriment to our relationship right like i think actually giving each other space um allowed us to be um in romantic relationship for longer Mm -hmm. um like extend the life of our romantic piece of our relationship and like increase the um the happiness with our platonic piece of our relationship right which is why we are able to remain friends and and actually i think our platonic piece of our relationship is a lot stronger than it used to be right because we did we needed some space (laughs) we needed to take a step back right and and now we've like taken more step backs more steps back and and really reworked a relationship to something that 
feels better for both of us right Mm -hmm. but like i couldn't imagine if you and your husband decided to like live separately even if it was for like a short period of time how that could be taken oh yeah what the response to that might be because it's not right it doesn't follow the norm of what things are supposed to look like and I think it's also, I'm sure it's wild for them because uh, I do go to California often. Mm-hmm. I have one of my partners lives in uh, Los Angeles. And so I go there pretty frequently and I'll, I'll stay for days at a time. And I'm mm-hmm. sure the conversation has never come up uh, within my, from my family, but uh, I mean, my uh, partner's family. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think they're unsure of what to think about it. Yeah. Like it's it's wild, mm-hmm. um, but on the note of having like separate spaces, like uh, before we moved, uh, I didn't have my own yeah. office space. Mm-hmm. I had to set up in like our kitchen, and like I remember feeling so uh, just uncomfortable, like not being able to have my own like space where I could like close a door and like mm-hmm. have my own like yeah. I don't know my own environment and have full control of that environment. And now having an office and now having a space that I can like retreat to is like so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just makes me feel so much better. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have my own space. I can do what I want in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, there's nothing inherently wrong with um, mm-hmm. with the escalator or with the hallmarks of the escalator, right? Um, it is simply that we're making a conscious choice of, mm-hmm. you know, if we are riding the escalator, um, how long are we riding it? And mm-hmm. what are the goals that we have along yeah. with that, right? And... You know, is that where we're basing our sense of self-worth, right? And and those sorts of things. Just being able to kind of take a step back and asking some questions and doing some self-reflection. Because, again, like that's going to help strengthen your relationship with yourself, Mm -hmm. which is ultimately the most important relationship that Mm -hmm. you have in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you are doing things out of want and desire and not out of obligation, then I feel like golden yeah or you feel like powerful i feel like there's such a power in being able to look at the script or look at the uh prescribed what Mm -hmm. my life should look like and then say no fuck it i want to do yeah i want to do something else or i want to pick and choose what uh uh what i feel resonates with me right yep absolutely um and so like leaving the relationship escalator behind is a really common topic of discussion right in in poly and open circles um and there are all different ways to practice polyamory or open relationships or monogamous relationships right oh for sure Mm -hmm. everything is flexible right relationship anarchy yeah yeah and like some people are going to have a primary relationship that largely sticks to this model Mm -hmm. um and and some people won't right Mm -hmm. and a lot of polyamorous or open people still get married or cohabitate or have kids. Um, they might enjoy and look forward to those traditional milestones, right? And they might not, right? And so it's just about like, if you don't want to be on that path, how do you step off of it? What effect does it have on your feelings about your relationship milestones and commitments? And what do you celebrate, right? Mm-hmm. Some people choose to have and set their own milestones, Mm-hmm. Right? And acknowledging and honoring yeah. that just because your relationships look different or the escalator looks a little different or however the steps, levels, whatever you want to call them, look different for you, that they are 100% valid and yeah. full of love and trust and respect and all the good things. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so 
ultimately, really, it's just about reprogramming your mono mind, mm-hmm. right? Like stepping outside of the that idea that successful relationships um, have to look one certain way, right? Or they're, they're like all these check boxes that you have to hit in order to have a successful relationship, right? Um, and stepping outside of that conditioning to instead, instead ask yourself, um, what are the markers of a successful relationship to me? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, because what I think like one of the biggest things I've had to really really learn is that the length of a relationship doesn't dictate its success or its worthiness right like i can have real deep connections with someone even if that lasts a year or a month or even a shorter amount of time right like i've i've met people at festivals that i've had like real deep conversations Mm -hmm. or connections with Mm -hmm. for a night or two or what have you right and then like maybe we'll keep in touch and and most often we won't right Mm -hmm. um but that doesn't mean that that relationship wasn't good or successful it was like a some it probably added something meaningful to my life yeah i love i love how you say it's not about length it's about depth yeah and it's true it really is yeah yeah and like life truly is is full of infinite things to look forward to Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. just like add intentionality to your life and to your relationships right um and see that your relationships are not just a means to an end mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. and when we yeah. re- when we like remove the expectations from our relationships we make conscious choices every day to nurture our connections with our people mm-hmm. authentically yeah. i feel like and yes. not just because we are expected to do so yeah yeah or or because we're expected to do so in like a certain way yes Mm -hmm. right like whatever as long as you are actually like being loving and not being abusive Mm -hmm. right like whatever your heart says to like step forward and do is usually the right answer Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so like and so yeah maybe you don't want kids right but like maybe you want a house with land my hippie commune (laughs) right like figure out what your shared goals are with those people right Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be a house right Mm -hmm. you can have a relationship with somebody and your relationship is based on traveling new places together yeah Mm -hmm. right and maybe you have somebody else that you have a house with or maybe you have a house with yourself because you like love your autonomy and your solo life and that is okay Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's just about like redefining what it is that makes a good relationship for you and what it is that you want in your relationships yeah and ultimately what makes you the happiest and whole that you feel absolutely yeah and everything else is gravy everything else is gravy baby gravy baby (laughs) (laughs) all right i think that's all the things that i wanted to say today about mononormativity and the relationship escalator do you have anything else you want to say about those things Oh, we did good. We did. Good. We did great. Yeah. yeah. We, uh-huh. This escalated appropriately. But <laughs> And on that note, I will see myself out. <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess we will wrap it up then. Um, this is this is launching on January third, so happy new year y'all. happy new year. Welcome to twenty twenty three. Did twenty twenty two rip you open? Yeah, it probably did. It We're probably here for you. did. That's okay. Yeah, we like it. 
2023 might continue <laughs> break yeah, us all apart. Yeah. But that's uh-huh. okay. Like, yeah, it's okay. You know, the cool thing about like breaking apart is that you can then rebuild. So mm-hmm. with <laughs> Let's gold. all do that. That's right. Yeah, yeah the like Japanese you're talking about. Yeah, Japanese, I think that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, goodness. You're correct. I can't remember what it's called, but excellent. You, like break things and then put it back together with gold. Yeah. yeah yes. It's beautiful. Mm, with gold. Mm. With gold. <laughs> <laughs> love it well happy i hope everyone had a uh fun and safe new year and uh we definitely look forward to all of the fun things happening in the new year yeah absolutely so as a reminder keep an eye out we're going to be launching some things in the new year with our patreon with some workshops um also as a reminder i am a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of california um i see clients via private practice telehealth so yeah pitch it baby <laughs> pitch it <laughs> if you or someone you know needs a neurodiversity affirming poly-minded um I don't know. I don't gay. Well, I don't know. What do you <laughs> I don't know. Like let's leave. Generally need... supportive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Open EMDR and accepting. trained. Depth, wow. Depth therapist. <laughs> I Hit love me it. Up. Do it. Do it. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. So, um I would love I would love to start building my private practice um and I would love to provide you some support along the way. So, if that's something that you're interested in, please reach out. I'm here Love for you. It. Yep. And <laughs> Kay in the new year is going to be offering some peer support opportunities as I well. I am. I am. Ooh, they gave me chills. Goodness. All right. Uh-huh. Speaking it out loud, speaking it into existence. I am. Manifesting. Yes, we are manifesting in 2023. That's um, right. Yes, I am uh, offering peer support. Uh, I, I like to run my mouth and I'd like to help you. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So keep an eye out as well for um, some one-on-one and consultation group opportunities. For sure. All right. So with that, thank you so much as always for listening. We very much appreciate you. Mm -hmm. We love you much. All right. Until next time. We'll see you then. Take care. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and rate us on whatever app you're listening from and follow us on Instagram at Our Diverse Universe. If you have questions, suggestions, or feedback, email us at exploreouruniverse at gmail.com. Until next time, explorers. We'll see you then.